0: hello everyone and welcome to sacred heart online i want to offer a very special welcome not only to our parishioners here at sacred heart but to all of you who have been tuning in on our live stream over these last weeks we have received so many emails and texts and thank you letters from all around the country. We cannot thank you enough for your love and your support of our new ministry. We are just so excited to be able to continue to bring this to you. And I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to say thank you to all first responders Doctors, nurses, respiratory therapists, folks who work in the hospitals preparing the meals and cleaning the floors, those who are driving trucks to all kinds of supermarkets and outlets so that we can be fed, those folks who are working the cash registers at CVS and Walgreens and Walmarts, and ShopRite and Acme, and the list goes on and on and on. We just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all that you do, because you're keeping us running right now. And that's such a blessing and a gift. And so on behalf of the Sacred Heart family, we offer you our thanks and our gratitude and our prayers. This weekend, we celebrate the fifth Sunday of Easter. And we want to talk about doing the works of Christ and leading by example. Now, in today's gospel, right near the very end, Jesus says this, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. Let me say that again. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. Now, in the Catholic tradition, we believe that faith is belief plus good works. Now, good works Don't earn us heaven, but you and me, we need to work in a way that manifests God's goodness. If you remember my closing quote from last week from the Reverend Billy Graham, we said, salvation is free, but discipleship costs everything. And we'd like to continue talking about discipleship today in a slightly different way. But I'd like to share a little story with you. Now, this story is a fable, which means it's not true, okay? But it gets the point across. And, you know, Jesus spoke in parables, right, throughout the Gospels to make a point. And that's what I'd like to do. So Father Joe and taxicab John get to the pearly gates at the very same time. And they meet St. Peter. Now both men were righteous and good men. And so Father Joe enters with St. Peter first. Peter calls him in, says, come on, Father Joe, come on in. You're entering heaven. I want to show you to your room. Remember, our gospel tells us in my father's house, there are many rooms, many mansions. So Father Joe is so excited. Well, St. Peter takes him to this little tiny four by eight room overlooking the railroad tracks. And he gives him a wooden halo. Father Joe's a little surprised, but okay, thank you, St. Peter. So now Peter goes out to the gate again, and he gets taxicab John. He brings John in through the pearly gates. And he brings him to this mansion with 30 rooms, a gold halo, and angels are buzzing around on their harps serenading the taxi cab driver. Well, Father Joe gets wind of this. Needless to say, Father Joe's a little upset. So he decides to call St. Peter in and say, St. Peter, I have to ask you a question. I got this little tiny room with a wooden halo And every time the train goes by, my room shakes and rattles. And, you know, I said mass every day. I preach God's word every day. And the taxicab driver who came in with me has a 30-room mansion and a halo that's made of gold. So, St. Peter, could I ask you a question? Saint Peter said of course. He said, did you mix up the rooms, the accommodations? And Peter lovingly smiled at Father Joe and said, no Father, we did not. And Peter said, I, 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 Peter said, no, no. And Father Joe said, I'm still shocked and stunned. Peter said, well, This is the story, Joe. This is how it goes, okay? You see, when you preached God's word, everyone slept. But when taxicab John drove, everyone prayed. You see, folks, seriously, though, the place to live out our discipleship is where we live and work. At home, at school, at work. For many of us right now, that's at home. Now, right now, with those we are quarantined with and how we conduct ourselves what I'm on right now social media you see folks it's faith that sets you and me apart as disciples as followers of Christ remember last week I said be disciples and make disciples so today we ask the question what then sets us apart from others as followers of christ now i'm going to offer three qualities that can help set us apart as followers of christ now there are many many others but i just like to offer three the first is integrity a follower of christ doesn't cheat, doesn't bend the rules, and works for the common good. A follower of Christ is one who can be trusted. The second quality is compassion. The word compassion literally means to feel with another person. Here we are in the middle of this horrific pandemic. And don't we need more compassion than ever to understand what other people are going through? Absolutely. But what about when we're at work? And someone tells us they've gotten a bad diagnosis. A follower of Christ, a disciple who is compassionate, perhaps looks at them lovingly and says, I'm here for you. What can I do for you? Maybe you're at the lunch table at school and you're with a bunch of kids and they're trying to bully someone. The compassionate disciple tells the other kids to stop and that's not right. The third thing that a disciple, a follower of Christ, does is they can witness to their faith. Now I'm not talking about the Bible thumper or the Bible banger and standing there with your Bible and yelling, you know, praise the Lord, this is what the Bible says. But to let someone know perhaps who has shared a difficult moment with you that you're listening to them and that you're going to pray for them and that you are there for them You see, that's how we witness to our faith and that sets us apart as disciples, as followers of Christ. So we're called to live with integrity and compassion and an eagerness and willingness to identify ourselves as followers of Christ and lead by that example. See, we should live our lives with such incredible faith and joy that it makes everyone we encounter say, Hey, I want what they have. And what do we have? Of course, It's our relationship with Jesus Christ. Have you ever met someone who radiated the joy and happiness of Jesus? When I was director of vocations, I worked with Sister Marilyn Minter, who was a Felician sister, who still is. Currently, she's ministering in Haiti. But every day I'd walk in the office and I'd say, Sister, how are you today? And she'd look at me with a smile, grin from, you know, ear to ear, and she'd say, I am blessed. And when she said that, I felt blessed. And that's what happens when we lead by example. That's what happens when you and me are living a life of discipleship. And so I have... A question. What will you do this week to make it clear to others that you're a follower of Jesus? Now we're all still in this quarantine, right? Stay at home order. And so, what is it, eight weeks now or so? And we might be getting on each other's nerves a little bit not easy right think of how you can make it clear to those whom you're living with that you're a follower of Jesus or maybe someone you haven't talked to in a long time or maybe someone you know is hurting or someone who just got diagnosed with COVID-19 How will others see God's love in the work that you do? Think about that. And as a disciple and a follower of Christ, act upon it. Many of you know I enjoy closing my homilies with, quote, sometimes they're mine and Sometimes I search high and low. And today it's from someone whom I don't know, but his name is Charlie Spurgeon. It fits so perfectly into what we've been talking about today. And Charlie says this, Good works are not the root of faith, but they are its fruit.